0: Oh what a day in the life of right? Haley, stay here, turn. Oh the dog's gonna go run around and make noise. Notice I got my hairs cut and uh shaved. Can, um, so today is actually officially, um, June sixth, D Day, um, 1944. Um, American soldiers, along with, you know. There were British, Canadians, Australians, um, New Zealand, other soldiers helping our boys storm the beaches of Normandy, and, um, you know, a lot of different things are said. Uh... You know, in history, feed my dog treats while I'm sitting here, um, you know, I think they've changed history since I was in school, but the facts remain the same. And, you know, I was lucky enough to grow up with uh, a grandfather who served and was and won or was awarded, should have been awarded, many medals. But we never saw his medals. He just put his army jacket away in storage, in his uniform, and uh, did what all military men are told to do when they leave the army, and that's keep their mouth shut. Um, I know the Holocaust was real. Somewhere in his collection, I saw photographs of such, um, the piles of the Jewish bodies. Um, he, you know, saw the inside of, uh, a, uh, prison camp. Concentration camp um, <clears throat> so i I know all that was real, and it really happened um, and I just sit here and I think of you know the the ingenuity and the technology that the Americans had to come up with on the fly because you know as Roosevelt supposedly said uh, you know our enemies are building bombs while we're building refrigerators Um, you know he wanted to get into the war much sooner than most uh, and there was a very isolationist feeling in the United States uh, until Pearl Harbor happened and Pardon me. You know, one of the goals of the United States has always been to keep war as far away from our own shores as possible. Um, You can... You know, you can see this throughout our history. Um, You know, Hawaii wasn't really was not a state it was a independent nation of some sort um i'm not an expert on hawaiian history by any stretch but you know we had an agreement with them to have a military base there um and you know a lot of unfortunate Hawaiians, uh, you know, were killed then that day too. People don't remember that. You know, there not every bomb and bullet hit perfectly where it was aimed. Um, but I I just always remember you know the the pictures and, uh, the propaganda and things, um, there are some links in the description, um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, the first atomic bomb, even though it's not exactly D-Day related, but, uh, I did get to, you know, meet Colonel Tibbetts, and he autographed a copy of his book for me, um, For those of you that don't know, Colonel Paul Tibbetts was from Ohio. He flew the first atomic bomb mission to Hiroshima. Um, They actually, well, let me start at the beginning. The intended target, he said, and in his book he wrote, was Berlin, Berlin. not Japan. When they looked for a site to conduct their training missions, one, they needed some place that was far away from everything. Secondly, they needed some place that uh, mimicked the terrain of Germany. Once the Germans surrendered, then the question became for uh, President Truman, do we use this new weapon to end the war? And it was always thought that it would take two bombings to convince either enemy, Germany or Japan, that this new super weapon was something they needed to fear. Uh, the other side of the coin was they only had enough uh, U 235, uranium 235, to make the amount of bombs that they had on hand. To make more would have taken maybe another year. Um, HBO many years ago, um, God, my boy Shepard was still alive, but it was prior, it was like before 2010, I don't know, who gives a shit what year it was. They had a, a great documentary about the European theater of the war. It wasn't a documentary, it was a uh mini series called Band of Brothers, uh which you know chronicled, maybe not perfectly historically accurate, but chronicled the 101st airborne's trip through World War II, uh, and it did so well that HBO decided to do a similar series called The Pacific. And one of the main stars of this was Tom Hanks. And Tom, I think, is a great human being. Uh, he's a lot like way too liberal for me politically but this isn't about politics it's about history Um, he made a remark during the promotion of the miniseries The Pacific that the war in the Pacific was a racist war Um, and I, I disagree with him wholeheartedly his point was that The Americans used propaganda to rally the American people against the Japanese people. Um, I hate to break this to Tom Hanks, but that went both ways, Uh, and you can Google search Japanese World War II propaganda, and there's plenty of propaganda on their side depicting uh, President Roosevelt as the world's number one enemy, uh, depicting Americans in a negative way, uh, depicting Japanese as superior, uh, ask anyone from the Philippines, well, there's not many of them left, but my grandmother had a Filipino doctor and as the Japanese were coming through the islands, uh, they were brutal, brutal, because they saw the, the Filipinos and the Chinese, and I actually found out the Chinese kind of kicked their asses a little bit, um, but, you know, they they felt that those were inferior... Asian races to the Japanese. The Japanese felt that other Asian races in the Pacific were inferior to them, or Polynesians even. Um, so, you know, the, the racism thing was a two-way street, but you do see, uh, there are links in the description on YouTube, by the way, this is the panic attack with Big John, like, share, and subscribe, I forgot to tell you that at the beginning, Um, you know, plenty of propaganda and stereotypes of people went both ways, so back to the, you know, atomic bomb and and such, you know, It took every resource they could muster of U-235 to get the amount of bombs that they had. They tested one bomb in a desert and it completely disintegrated the tower it was sitting on, evaporated it, and then turned the sand into glass. When they dropped the atomic bomb over Hiroshima, they actually detonated it at one thousand nine hundred feet above the ground to avoid the uh, the maximum damage do you believe I mean and furthermore they they picked an area where, yeah, Hiroshima was, uh, an industrial site for Japan, uh, and, and, uh, losing my thoughts, because I'm so, I get so emotional when I think of these, these world wars, because, you know, there, there were people, these are human beings on both sides, you know, um, but uh, anyways, uh, Hiroshima was kind of in a area where it was surrounded by mountains and they thought that that would, you know, lessen some of the damage, uh, going outwards. because There was one test bomb in the Nevada desert and the... Bomb at Hiroshima. They didn't know if it would detonate perfectly. They hoped it would work right. But there was a a possibility. It could just fizzle out. And be a dud too. Uh, That's how fast. They were working to get this. Super weapon done. Because. Academics in Germany. Were. Leaking information. To American academics, uh, scientists if you will, that Germany was just as close to getting the chain reaction down pat and some you know legends have it that the German scientists withheld the fact that they could make this chain reaction from Hitler. Now some of the things that held them back were That legitimately held them back was they didn't possess enough uranium for the U 235 but they were working on something called heavy water which I'm no expert on but they were that could have been used to make the bomb also when that bomb hit Hiroshima I remember as a kid um, probably being a little prejudiced just because of the overwhelming patriotism that I was fed in school uh and God bless him my grandfather um of America's gotta be number one, America had to beat the you know evil Japanese empire, and the Japanese were brutal uh you know again, going back, you know, there's a lot of people saying now that we dropped the bomb on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki because of pr- racial prejudice. Now, that, That's that been totally debunked, and I have a first-hand story and first-hand knowledge from the guy that flew the plane. But, you know, a lot of Young people and baby boomers, which are in their, what, 60s and 70s now, assholes. Um, Any baby boomer that didn't serve in the military, all right, I'm not going to go there. If you're a baby boomer, I really don't respect your generation. You were like the flower child hippie generation to me that were totally useless, um, and except those that served their country. Uh, but I shouldn't broadly paint such a broad brush stroke. Um, nonetheless, the uh, atomic bomb was dropped there because it was estimated we would lose about a million and a half servicemen, American soldiers, uh, they were ordering purple hearts by the hundreds of thousands, thinking because a lot of people, not many people in the military knew about the atom bomb uh, and the research. It was kept by God that people could keep a secret back then, uh, you know, because it was a matter of national security and national safety. And so, they they went with this plan. You know to show the Japanese what this bomb could do, and we had quite quite frankly decimated their navy and their air force at to that point. American planes could basically fly all the way to Tokyo, and uh, you know they did a lot of damage to Tokyo uh, with incendiary bombs and burned burned it to the ground and the Japanese would not surrender for anything. Uh, You know, one of the stories I heard from, uh, it was on the History Channel, but from a Marine, the United States Marine Corps pretty much fought the war in the Pacific by themselves, along with the Navy, of course. But a Japanese soldier told a marine that the Japanese government told the people that in order to be a United States Marine, you had to kill your parents. So if they would kill their parents, what would they do to you? So you had to fight them to the death. And that's why, <clears throat> you know, if the Japanese ran out of ammunition or were close to it, They would have these uh, suicide uh, runs where they just charge the American lines and hope for the best, hope to kill a couple Americans in the process. You know, I heard stories of uh, Japanese women, you know, throwing children off of cliffs onto the rocks below and then jumping off the cliff themselves. To keep from being captured by the Marines, uh, so there was there was propaganda on both sides of the war uh, to build hatred, to build nationalism. Uh, you know there was the Bataan Death March, which if you ever want to learn, you know, good history uh, in Wellsburg. West Virginia, there's a museum dedicated to the Batan and Corregidor defenders, and the, uh, a a man from my town was a part of that Batan death march and received a Purple Heart upon returning home. And when the American soldiers surrendered, the Japanese made them march. 100 miles without food or water and to this, uh, concentration camp. And they were, once they were there, they were still fed very little. This is the, the racism and hatred the Japanese had for Americans. Um, you know, and um, the American government, you know, tried its best before we were dragged into the war to, you know, cut off any supplies to Japan that could buy time until we joined the war, Uh, you know, stall the Japanese war effort, you know, cutting off things like their oil supply and things of that nature so they couldn't make fuel for their Planes and ships and so on and so forth um, so you know when they picked the place for the atomic bomb they wanted it to be somewhere that would show the Japanese emperor how deadly it was because but they still weren't they weren't sure that it wouldn't set the atmosphere on fire and destroy the whole world. Um, But they also, you know, wanted it to be semi-safe and do not as much damage as they could have. If that bomb, where ground zero was, was 1,900 feet below where the bomb detonated, okay? If that bomb would have actually hit... Ground Zero, imagine the damage it would have done. You know, that that's the way I've heard it explained, was they detonated it. At, first, somebody told me they detonated it at the ma- that altitude to achieve maximum damage. Then later on, scientists on the History Channel and some maybe in Colonel Tibbetts' book said that they detonated it at that level to... Show Japan what we had, but not achieve maximum carnage, which uh, there was, I mean, if you were in the center of Hiroshima, there was a bridge there. The, the target bridge was in the center of town. Um, it resembled an H and that was the landmark that they had. They didn't have laser guided, computer guided bombs back then. It, you had to look, a uh, a bombardier had to look through a bomb sight, like the sight on a gun, and aim for a target on the ground. And they had, like, this new technology called the Norton Bomb Sight, which uh, dramatically improved the accuracy of bombing, but it was still, you know, dependent upon wind and different... well. The Norton bomb site, I think the tech the advance in it was it could calculate wind and different things. I don't know, I'm not an expert on Norton bomb sites, but I know what they are. Um <clears throat> So you know they had to line the bomb site up with the target manually, and so this H-shaped bridge in the center of town which I guess all bridges make an H-shape if you think about it. But that was the target. Then they had to drop a second bomb because the Japanese uh, just didn't believe what had happened. There there was no way one bomb could do this. So they dropped the second bomb eight days later, I think. Uh, but Colonel Paul Tibbets was in charge of that entire mission. The Air Force didn't exist. It was a subdivision of the army. And there was a code word called secret or silver plate, where anything they requested was to be given to them on a silver plate, so to speak. And all they had to do was write that on the envelope and pass it up to you know whomever. And they were given anything they wanted. Uh, the debate as to whether or not we should have used the atomic bomb. <sighs> when you're at war, the, en- the the goal of any war is not to have hugs and kisses at the end. You hope it can end that way. But... It is to kill as many of the en- the other side the enemy as you can. Depending on what side you're on, it depends on who your enemy is. Um, duh. But for some people, they need that spelled out. Uh, your goal is to you know force them to to say uncle to to quit by killing more of them than they kill of you. Um, But with the Japanese, you would have to damn near kill every single one in order to get them to to quit. So, finally, after the second atomic bomb, and knowing that they were out of ships and airplanes and and so on, they didn't want to lose any more people, just like we didn't want to lose any more people. So they called it quits. It was an unconditional surrender. General MacArthur... uh, You know, when I was a kid, he was looked at as a hero. Some of the men who served under him see him in different light. Some respect Admiral Halsey more. Um, But whatever. MacArthur, when he went over there to sign the peace treaty for the Americans. He talked about, you know, peace with honor. And the Japanese soldiers and uh, officials, if you will, that were left a few years ago when I watched a documentary on, uh, must have been like the seventy. 70- seventy something I don't know i I watch documentaries all the time, but the Japanese said that um had they won World War two, they probably would not have said that uh I've seen many photographs and things and stories where You know, the Japanese would put, when they were being, you know, driven back and their islands were, the islands of the Pacific were being taken back from Japan, American soldiers that were in Japanese prison camps would be put into pits and, you know, covered with something, you know, crates or barricades, some type, and... The Japanese would just dump gasoline in there and burn them alive and if any tried to run out or tried to get out there would be a Japanese machine gunner there and they they were gonna die no matter what it depends on I guess you know I don't know what it depended on you you were done um, so there were a lot of there was one mission I forget what movie it was but it was critically acclaimed where they, you know, rescued these Americans from a Japanese internment camp. And, you know, there are a lot of photographic evidence that the American soldiers were like skeletons walking out, you know, just skin and bones from starvation. You know, and the the United States caught a lot of flack for rounding up, you know, Japanese and putting them into concentration camps but they were more like cities you know like reservations and you know it was a lot less cruel they weren't starved you know they were allowed to plant gardens it was just a place for the government to keep an eye on them and yeah that was racist But, you know, they didn't know any better. And the Americans allowed the Japanese to serve in the European theater. Um, And some of the Japanese units that served in uh, World War II were some of the most highly decorated. Um, So, egg on FDR's face... Another racist Democrat. Go figure. Um, But the Japanese have always said, and the Germans that knew Hitler and the high-ranking Nazis have always said that they would have used that atomic bomb on the Americans, the British, whoever it took, if they would have gotten... The technology first. Uh, they've the Japanese said that there would not have been peace with honor. And after World War II, you know, the United States kept an occupation force there because for the longest time the Japanese were not allowed to have their own military. So we kept soldiers there to protect the islands of Japan, and I'm sure to make sure there wasn't a second uprising. Of Japanese military but you know we helped them rebuild you know we rebuilt Japan um, and then you know in the 1980s they started to surpass us so in what like 30 40 35 30 years you know they went from being a bombed out group of islands To being, you know, a global economic power. Um, But I I just like to sit here and go through these things in my mind. That I've been told and taught and read. And so on over the years. Because people want to change our history. And, you know, call everything America does racist. And, And, you know... I don't want to get off on a tangent about racism, but every culture, every country has nationalism. Every you know ethnic group has you know some kind of racism to it, um, and the Japanese were again just like Germany, very advanced militarily, intelligent. But very brutal. And I know some can say. Well you know. America dropped an atomic bomb on them. And killed you know. All those people. What's more brutal than that. They would have done the same to us. They've said it. I've watched the words come out of. The mouths of Japanese military. Commanders at the time. You know, watching these PBS documentaries and History Channel documentaries that, you know, people used to make fun of me for because, oh, you're watching a documentary. Well, now I'm here on a different platform to set the history record straight so that, you know, another generation of Americans doesn't repeat the mistakes of the past. Or at least knows the truth about the past. At least knows the truth about the past, you know. I know I talked really slow during this because I'm trying to think and talk at the same time. I didn't script this out or anything. I just know what I know because I know it. I've talked, you know, to my elders and I've watched a lot of history and I've read a lot of books and, you know, before they changed the history to make it more liberal and, you know, almost make it sometimes almost feel like they're trying to make the Americans look like the bad guys. You know, we didn't directly jump into the war. We didn't start the fight, but we damn sure ended it. And that all, the end of the, the beginning of the end, or the end of the beginning, however you want to look at it. Because for Japan and Germany, they were beginning a new world order. They were at the beginning of global domination. And they were going to exterminate races and people that they felt were inferior to them. I started down this road and I got off on the atomic bomb stuff. Uh, My grandmother had a Filipino doctor. And him and his family had to hide in caves when he was a boy. And that's why he immigrated to the United States legally. Because he wanted to be an American, but he said they had to hide from the Japanese in the caves, in the wild, with like wild tigers, believe it or not, there used to be tigers that lived in the wild outside of zoos, and they would have to go into these caves, and their parents would have to sneak out at night to get food and whatever they could for the kids, and You know, that's why he came to America. and He swore his children would never have to live that way. And he became a doctor to help people. And, you know, so America wasn't just about, you know, dropping an atomic bomb on people of a different skin color. If that was the case, why didn't we go through the Philippines and you know, through all of the Polynesian Islands and wiped those people out, an atomic bomb. Well, we only had two atomic bombs, but no one else knew that at the time. You know, why didn't we kill those people? It was, you know, the Germans and the Japanese that were like, we're so superior to those around us, we're going to kill them. Now, you know... Uh, I'll go down that road another time. You know, but we weren't the racist in the war. We didn't pick the fight, we ended it. You know, with help from other countries, I know I have to throw that in there so I don't sound like a stereotypical, arrogant American. But, you know, there's just history being rewritten and being lost. And I'm looking at a history book now that's from right after World War II ended. Maybe I'm going to look at that tomorrow or today later on. But, you know, this is what's going on, you know. So there are links in the description on YouTube. Uh, You can check out, see some of the stuff I've talked about. um, And some of the propaganda. I put American and Japanese links in there um, so you can see what the two countries were depicting one another as. If you're listening on the podcast, you'll have to uh, Google it yourself, but I'm sure you're capable. So, you know what? Um, Thank you for listening to me. Um, I'm going to do another talk about World War II history here. Just need to think of a subject and maybe write some notes out so I'm not hopping back and forth between thoughts. But thank you very much. God bless you. Pray for one another. I'll see you the next time.